Good evening and welcome to the Online Warriors podcast. Uh, we're back after a bit of a hiatus, but uh, the same amount of people and the same people are still here with us. Uh, I'm Illegal86, and I am joined by the lovely Nerd Bomber. You know, I'm glad to be here, but I'm a little disappointed because right before the podcast started, Illegal promised that he would start the podcast with a little Black Eyed Peas rendition, oh, and he did not do that. I, you know... It wasn't a promise so much as it... You said that you were going to do it. You alluded to it. Yeah, I implicitly promised. I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I chickened out a little bit. Um, if you right. can think of the of a catchy ending of a Black Eyed Peas song, I'll take us out in the ending with a rendition of the Black Eyed Peas. Fair enough. Well, so maybe we could say on the way out, and the bass keeps walking, walking, and walking, walking, because they're tired from running. Well, I was just thinking, uh, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. Because the podcast is in your life. Yeah. Um, so I'm joined by the Nerd Bomber, and obviously you can hear him already talking, but unintroduced, Tectic One. hey same, same Tectic One, same old crew, and uh, we're back. It's, it's, it's summertime. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening like out on a beach somewhere or you know, in a swimming pool. Sipping a margarita, the- hopefully, kicking your feet up, letting yes. your toes hit the water. Or you're in the future and it's now the dead of winter and you're reminiscing on this past summer. What a good time it was. Yeah, feel the warmth through the airwaves and just let it let it warm you in the cold cold of winter. Um, and have a drink with a little umbrella in it because that's what summer's all about. Um, that and UV protection. Always use sunscreen, kids. Uh, but we're back uh, and we're here to talk to you about various things and sundry as usual. And as usual, let's get it started off with the What Have You Been Up To Wednesday? That's not actually what it's called. That's a slight rendition of what it's called. It's What Are You Up To Wednesday? Um, and we'll kick it over to the Nerd Bomber to, to take us out. All right. So we have a, a little bit of a time gap for me to catch up in. Um, I guess I'll just start with yesterday, though. And yesterday I went to see The Purge, or the first Purge, I guess. But it was really the fourth one. Right. It's the fourth movie in the series. And um, it basically told the story of the origins of The Purge and the very first pur- Purge, as per the title. But the fourth movie. But the fourth movie. Um, <laughs> and it, it was pretty entertaining. Uh, I have to say, I, you know, I feel like we should be sponsored by MoviePass because we keep harping on them every week. But I'm really loving having it because every time it rains, we're just like, let's go to the movies. And it's not a big deal. And I get free popcorn from my Regal Crown Club card. And... It was, you know, if I paid for it, I might not have been as pumped about it, but it was still a very entertaining movie. It was more of an action movie at this point. Um, most of the Purge movies have been action movies, I feel like, in the last few. They're, like, more suspense thriller action movies. Um, but it was pretty entertaining. Uh, some social commentary in there. Um, and it was just an interesting watch. Uh, so, okay, so there's... there's the act- I- Man, it is so confusing. It's called The First Purge, but it's the fourth movie. So there's The Purge, which was the first movie, which I saw. Then there was The Purge Anarchy, which is the second Purge, which I also saw. Now, this is The Purge 4. So what was Purge 3? Which one am I not? The third one was The Last Purge. No, yeah, it was (laughs) the story of one of The Last Purges, and it was election year about um, basically during The Purge, one of the people running for president, I believe, wanted to end The Purge. And it was about how they protected her to get her elected so that they could end the purge altogether. Spoiler alert, turn your volume down. Well, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you if they protected her. I'm saying I'm going to ask. Okay. Did she survive? Turn your volume down. Okay, spoiler alert, she did survive at the end. So then it ends. Oh, that's a good ending. And I already already kind of spoiled it by calling it the story of the last purge. Well, I mean, the, the thing about the purge and you and I were talking about this nerd bomber is I, like you said, it's kind of developed into this like kind of actiony franchise, but to me, it's still so scary because it could like, it could happen. I feel like, you know, I definitely feel like we could reach that point in society where someone thinks it's a good idea to at least test it somewhere. And that's kind of terrifying. Like tell me you haven't met a person who you walk away from a conversation and you're like, that person would totally purge. I mean, they any the opportunity. any genocidal dictator have has already tried to implement a purge of some sort in history. 
right? Well, yeah, but not that's like, like a one-person purge. Almost. Yeah, it's, it's not like a widespread social phenomenon. So, well, I guess it, it is in some cases. I mean, let's let's talk uh, let's talk Hitler, right? Yeah, it, as we always do. I mean, sure, he was running it, but you know his. I guarantee you, his troops got a certain satisfaction out of treating humans inhumanely. Pe- yeah, that's, that, that's humans are exact, savages. It's the, literally the exact historical scenario that tripped me up when I was like, "It's a widespread social phenomenon," and I was like, "Well, the whole Nazism thing was also kind of a widespread social phenomenon." Right. But that also happened over, like, years. Whereas the purge is supposedly this once a year, twenty-four hours. Like, just crazy bloodbath. And you want to know something? In today's society, we have, we still have people that say, yeah, they're Nazis and, and all that other stuff. So I guarantee you, if they had a legal night, they would probably participate. There's... I, I don't disagree at all. And this is just scaring me more than I was already scared. Yeah. So, to kind of, um, I mean, it's still with talking about the purge, but this is a little bit more lighthearted. One of the fun memes that I've seen around since the purge came out was that meme on Facebook where someone was like, you know what would be really interesting to see the movie about the day after The Purge? We are just like in the office and Susan was like, hey, I need Dave to make a copy. And you just turn to her and you're like, I'm sorry, Dave can't make you a copy today or ever because I killed him last night. And just to see right. like the fallout of The Purge because you never see that. Like the next day, how does all that stuff get cleaned up? Right. You have to, there must be like this hiring surge. Like, everyone has to hire new employees because so many of them died. Exactly. Employment's up. Well, right, but I mean, even cleaning everything, like, you've burned stuff. Insurance companies probably hate the purge. Like, I'm sure insurance lobbies would, like, actively vote against the purge every time. I was actually thinking that in a political stance, the purge would never work because of both health insurance and property insurance. And, like, how would you get rid of all of those dead bodies? Like, if you don't get rid of them, you've got another, like, black plague coming on from all these decomposing bodies. So, like, someone has to clean this stuff. Like, scientifically speaking, did they ever touch on the idea of, like, natural selection in the... Per- I, I only saw the first two, and I saw not them a long time ago. These movies are not as deep. Like, they definitely... They delve a little bit deeper into, like, the political, social statement that they're trying to make. But they never really get that deep into it. Right. Because, like, you could make... You could frame it as this, like, survival of the fittest kind of situation. But... I don't know. I mean, the, the the political kind of stance they've taken with it is purely a winning formula. I mean, I think starting with even the second movie, the political stance they've all taken is that the purge is a way for the upper class to, like, purge the lower class. I'm pretty, like, I think the first movie was more of a horror film where that wasn't so much of an issue, but starting in the second movie, I believe that was a major theme. Which that never makes sense to me, because the upper class always makes their money by taking advantage of the lower class. Right, so if there's no lower class to take advantage of, you won't make as much money. Exactly. I mean, you're not killing them all off. You're killing the economically uh, optimal amount off. Right. (laughs) I don't know know what the formula for that is, but... Well, thankfully, this is not real life. So and that's there is why no they formula. do it once a year, because if they did it twice a year, it would just throw the numbers off. Yeah. But but the premise of the first purge is it, right, is it's their first one, and it's not really working. So then they, like, Mercer Tomei sends, like, an elite kill squad to, like, a low class neighborhood, right? Isn't that the idea of it? No. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, but and, and, and then the, the guys in the neighborhood are like, we're going to kill these guys. They show it in the trailer. It's yeah, but he said, he said the chick sent them. Oh. Well, isn't she like the one who comes up with the whole idea? From a psychological standpoint. We're going to spoil it. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. She comes up with it from a psychological standpoint, but NAFTA, which is like the, the NRA. Yeah. No, it's like the new founding fathers of America. <laughs> yeah. It's not NAFTA. It's like the NFFA. Yeah, the NFFA. <laughs> I was really confused for a second. I was like, the North American Free Trade Agreement is featured at the Purge? Anyways, go on. No, so she finds out that they sent in Mercs, that the the president of the United States sent in Mercs, and she tries to stop it, and he has her killed. So she was good. She was just like a psychiatrist trying to figure something out, and he was really the driving force, the bad guy. 
then it it she lost control of it because of the president and other factor. Anyways, we're not we're spoiling the whole movie. Yeah, now you're just spoiling uh, things. I said spoilers. Um, what the I did find interesting. Is, oh, sorry. Go ahead. The worst thing is we told them to turn their volume down if if they don't want to hear spoilers, but then they never know when to turn the volume back up because they can't hear us. That's a good point. Turn the volume back up. Um, hopefully you're listening again, and we'll keep the spoilers. To a minimum. What were you going to say? The last thing I want to say about The Purge, because I know I'm monopolizing a lot of time about The Purge, is that at the very end of the, the movie, when you're watching the trailers, it, or not the trailers, the credits, there is a trailer for a new USA series called The Purge, which is going to be a 10-part episodic series about The Purge. So I don't know how I feel about that. I think that signals that The Purge movie franchise is probably over if they're going to turn it into a TV show. But I don't know how you drag this on over 10 episodes. Unless you do like a 24-esque thing where every night it, or every like episode is one hour of the night. But then you should have 12 and not 10. Yeah, so like, so is it, uh, yeah, is it going to take place over one purge or is it going to be like the purge over the years? I have no idea. But, I mean, I'm kind of interested. I'll probably end up watching it at some point. But... I really hope the intro to it is really montage You know, like like an old, like, uh, 80s sitcom. Why oh, would yeah. they do that? Because because the theme of it would not go with it at all and be hilarious. Like the uh, didn't they do that for Deadpool at one point? I, that that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, the first purge. Check it out in theaters. Uh, currently, I guess. But the fourth you, one. Yeah, you went. To, this is the. You went to like the Regal, so This is like a current. Yeah, it's currently out at theaters. Okay. Um, I went to see, on the topic of movies we've recently seen, on Sunday, I went, first of all, I went by myself to a movie, which, first time I think I've ever done that, uh, and I would recommend it. Really? It was like, yeah, well, because the reason I went to do it is I read an article recently, boy, I can't remember where, I wish I could tell you where it was from, but it was talking about how the movie-going experience is seen as this, like, communal thing. And some movies are great for that, but then there's other movies where you're walking out and you want to kind of form your own opinions of it as you're as you're uh, walking out of it. And like when you're actually in the movie, you're not supposed to talk, so like there's not really much of a social aspect of it while you're there. Um, it was an interesting article and it talked about how important it is to kind of formulate your own opinions without uh, having a sounding board and to kind of to test pilot for that. I went to see Skyscraper with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Uh, which is a horrible movie to test drive it with because, it's, guys, it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous movie I've seen in a long time. Have you seen Geostorm? Um, you need to see Geostorm. I, I did not see Geostorm. Geostorm looked pretty ridiculous. Uh, Geostorm, I'm not sure I could even handle. Skyscraper, I was like, I can handle this. I mean, it's 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 basically the premise of it is supposed to be like it's Die Hard, but Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Would you consider yourself passionate about space? Uh, man. In in the context of movies or in general? In general. Uh, uh, no, no. Like if I if you if I was given the chance to go to space, I'd be like I I can't handle it. And that's kind of more a function of me knowing my own. But like the science behind space and like space exploration and like things like that. I mean, it certainly interests me. I, I I'd say I'm fascinated by the. The subconcept of extraterrestrial life and like the possibility of extraterrestrial life, um, which I'm sure is not really what Geostorm is about. No, but like, yeah, Geostorm. That's the one. There, he's just like flying around in space on a satellite. Yeah, and he's got he's got pretty much space khakis, and I I couldn't get enough of those space khakis because they were regular khakis, but he was like going outside of the ship, inside of space, and these khakis were like just holding in all sorts of pressure. So, a kind of analogous to that, um, I don't know if you guys know, but Skyscraper, the premise of it, like I said, it's basically Die Hard with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but he has a prosthetic uh, leg. I did see in the trailer, they, like, kind of hint that he's going to get, like, looped around the leg with a rope, and then the leg starts coming off, but you don't see if he dies in the trailer. Uh, 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 Spoiler alert, this doesn't really count as a spoiler. He doesn't die, all right? (laughs) The Rock never dies. Yeah, he doesn't die. I would have loved to see him die. By the end of the movie, especially, I was like, he should die. But he didn't die. 
but what I can tell you is that the prosthetic leg, for better or worse, is used as a gimmick in a lot of action sequences. And man, I don't know how he attaches that thing to his upper like leg, like his stump part, but it is the strongest mechanism and or adhesive <laughs> in the known universe. I mean, he there's this one part where, and I don't want to get into it because I could talk about this for an hour, but like he, he takes a running jump off of an exploding turbine. And he's on like, you know, the 96th story of this building or something. Takes a running jump off of it. And this is the scene you were talking about where he's basically just taking a running jump and all he's got to keep him from falling to his death is basically a, the string from a curtain pole tied around his prosthetic shoe. And he just start. he runs and jumps and the thing explodes and he's bouncing around on the outside of the skyscraper. None of the windows are breaking and he's just being held by this curtain pole. Man, you, you guys should see this movie. It's like, it's the kind of movie that I can't recommend that you go unless you have movie pass, but you guys have movie pass. So like, go see it for free. It's like, there's certain things about it that like, it's a fun summer movie. It's like a popcorn blockbuster. Don't think about anything that there is absolutely no character development. None of the characters learn anything from the experience, which like, if you're into that kind of movie, you'll love it. Uh, lots of explosions, lots of, you know, passable CGI. Uh, it sounds like a yeah. romping, roaring good time with the rock. It was, it was something. That's what I can say about it at this point. Uh, I think it got like very average reviews, like 50%. And that seems pretty reasonable. If anything, I'd probably put it lower than that, but it had its merits, you know. The Rock, he's such a big guy. There's just, there's a fight scene in it where it's just him and one other guy fighting, and they just completely destroy an entire apartment because they're both big guys. If The Rock, like, swings his arm too hard, he'll take a wall down. Like, I can't imagine that. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like a shrimpy guy. <laughs> so, like, if I punch a wall, you know, the wall would win. Like, so, like your arm would shatter? Yeah, I, my fingers would like my fingers would bend backwards because I wouldn't punch the wall; I'd slap it, and then my fingers would bend backwards, and my hand would probably break. But the rock, like he brushes a wall with his pinky toe, and the whole thing just comes apart. Everything you've said in this entire rant <clears throat> has been great segues for other movies that recently have been released. You had mentioned that if you punched the wall, your arm would break like your bones were glass. You'd also said there was fantastic amounts of CGI, like you were Aquaman. Need I go on? You didn't even you talk need... about your What Did You Do Wednesday. I'm just excited about the movies that were released. Oh, man. I built a shed. There. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> people, no, I, I forget that you just heard that. I want people to never know what you're doing. They're just, you just, just once every two weeks, you just show up. And outside of that, you're just like sitting in a room eating saltines or something. He just listens to the old episodes of the podcast and builds sheds. Yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it. Sheds full yeah, of the podcast. Pretty much an Amish person with like a Walkman is my lifestyle. But we they we, can't we use Walkman. Talk... Oh man, I thought that. What is okay? What is this? Is an offshoot? But like, I don't understand Amish culture. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you're Amish. I don't want to offend you. They use I feel pow- like you're breaking the rules if you are. So they you use can't power be tools. They use power tools. Do they use power tools? Yeah. So I thought, and this is like a total offshoot and it really is irrelevant to everything that we're talking about in the podcast, but I thought that they couldn't use electricity or technology. But what does that extend to, right? Because like my, look, my exposure to Amish people is like. Rumspringer. I'll, I'll go to Kohl's, right? great department store they have amazing deals it's unbelievable i walk in there and i see parked outside a a horse and buggy and i go inside and there's amish people shopping in there this is not a joke i'm not making this up this really happened to me and granted it was like a year ago but like i don't understand that because like if they can't use electricity does that mean it's not okay for them to visit an establishment that uses electricity I'm not really sure how that works, because I always kind of wondered that too, but I think they can, as long as they don't personally use it. Right, because we've all seen Amish people, like, out and about. Right. I'm telling you, that that technology line has become drastically blurred. A lot of their income is doing things like building sheds and selling and wheeling and dealing, and 
to be efficient and maximize their profits, they use electric. Well, and do they, do they, because like my uncle had a cabin once and he had the Amish build it. Great cabin, first of all. I mean, we've all heard stories. They build amazing things. But like, I don't, I, I always went to ask him, like, did you pay them with like regular American money? Like, is that their same currency? Or did you like give them like 50 sheep or something? No, it's money. It's regular cash. And then they go to Kohl's and spend the cash. Anyways, uh, we shouldn't talk any more about that because I'm just going to display my, my ignorance of culture. Let's talk about San Diego Comic-Con because that's what you were leading into. Yay. And uh, I want to talk about, I know you want to talk about Shazam, uh, Frank, but I really want to talk about Glass first because I saw Unbreakable over the weekend because I saw the trailer for Glass and I was like, oh man, I got to get down on this. Mm-hmm. Because I had seen Split, but I hadn't seen Unbreakable. So if you've seen Split, it you don't find out until the very end, basically, that it's a quasi-sequel to Unbreakable. So, like, the end of Split, I was like, what the hell's going on? Why is Bruce Willis here? <laughs> then I watched Unbreakable this weekend, and first of all, what a movie. And second of all... So what, what order movie. are you supposed to watch these movies in? Oh, you're supposed to do it Unbreakable, Split, and then, assumedly, Glass. Unbreakable came out in the year 2000 or 2001, and Split came out in, like, 2017. So, yeah, you're supposed to watch Unbreakable first. I just watched Split because it, Split was marketed as a standalone movie. It was never... It was I honestly, like, I didn't know it was part of a series. So, I, I'm i going to bow out of this conversation a little bit because I've never seen Split or Unbreakable. It's not a huge spoiler, like... They are very, very, very tenuously connected. If you've seen the trailer for Glass, then nothing I've said spoils you at all. Yeah, Glass is the thing that kind of connects everything. Yeah. Uh, Split, there's like 30 seconds to a minute at the end where you realize that the character... It's basically, they're not direct sequels, it's just the characters are living in the same universe. And in Glass, the characters are going to converge. Yes. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. I mean... M. Night Shyamalan's a weird guy in terms of, like, making movies that are good. Like, he hit the scene and made a a few movies that were, like, really great. Like, Sixth Sense, which I also recently watched for the first time. Does he like Uh, Bruce Willis? Like, I feel like he really likes Bruce Willis. I just watched an interview with, like, him and Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. It seems like they're pretty good good pals, yeah. Um, I don't know, because I think, I, I know he got the idea for Unbreakable while they were shooting Sixth Sense. And obviously he was shooting Sixth Sense with, with Bruce Willis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's he had a few good movies and then I, I don't know. I don't know when it was because like he had Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, The Village. Um, but somewhere along the line, the train ran off the tracks and he, he you know, he made like The Happening Oof. and like Lady in the Water and like some movies that were just like really not, like the Avatar, The Last Airbender is the other one, <laughs> I'm sure. You know, that's considered one of the worst movies of all time. Um, but now he's like, you know, he's kind of, he had the visit, which people really liked, and now he's kind of like on the upswing again. So I'm really curious to see what that's all about. Um, so that's one. Uh, Shazam is the other one, and Tectic, I'll let you talk about that one, because I know you're chomping at the bit. So if we can always, I always like to compare Marvel and DC, right? Um, two kind of com- combating comic book uh, companies. And, so far, not a fair fight, but, but go on. And as far as the movie franchises go, whether it be the animated films or the um, actual live actions, Marvel's always kept it lighthearted and fun, and DC's always kept it dark. Um, and with the... With the new Batman stuff and the Justice League and Superman, their movies have not been great. The story's been kind of convoluted. It didn't really flow. It, it, it didn't have the same lighthearted nature that Marvel did. And, and, and my personal opinion is that's kind of what made it great. It made it relatable. It was too dark for people to relate to these characters. So when I saw this trailer for Shazam, which honestly felt like I was watching like a Marvel-type movie... And it felt, it felt totally in place. So that looked awesome. And then on top of that, I personally am a huge Zachary Levi fan. 
I watched the series Chuck. If you haven't seen it, rent it. No, it's now it's on um, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Yeah. Go to Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, I still stand by what I said. Rent it. Um, <laughs> it is awesome. It's 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 a tribute to the standard nerdy guy, and that's me. So check out Chuck, and then check out Suzanne. That's my final wow. word. Wasn't Dwayne The Rock Johnson supposed to be in Shazam? Or am I mistaking it for something? Black else? Adam. He's supposed to be Black Adam. Shazam's arch nemesis. Uh, wait, so is he in Shazam then? We just haven't seen him yet? I believe I so, believe yeah. I believe he is, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I, I have um, two things to note about the actors here. So first of all, can we just note how many movies The Rock is pumping out per year? Because ridiculous. he did Rampage this year, he did Skyscraper, and now Shazam. And there, I think there's another one. He did well. I mean, Welcome to the Jungle was Christmas 2017, so like that was also pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recently looking at his filmography because he's also kind of confusing. Uh, where once in a while he'll make a movie that's great, and then once in a while he'll make a movie that's Baywatch. Oh, like, I forgot that uh, existed. I haven't seen Baywatch, but like everyone's like Baywatch is the worst, and I'm like I believe you. I think it's on uh, Hulu, so you can watch it like guilt free. Yeah, I mean. Nah. In terms of guilt, though, like, I would be guilty for taking the hour and a half to watch Baywatch and not do something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so then... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, go okay. for it. So my second comment was just that Zachary Levi is not only just a nerd in playing, like, Chuck, but just in general, um, like, he ran Nerd HQ at San Diego Comic-Con for the longest time. They haven't been around the last, I think, two years now. Um... But it's just a really big self-proclaimed nerd is really active in the nerd community. So it's pretty cool to see him take on a superhero role and kind of get to play a character that he is as passionate about as many people are. Hope has for he us all. Been so, has he been so jacked all the time? No. That he did specifically for Shazam. It's like, damn. You know? Mm-hmm. Even that red suit, it's it's pretty wild. Shazam <laughs> look, look, looks like... You know, I, I, I've I only dipped my toes into the DC universe, and I, it hasn't been good. But, like, that one looks pretty good. That one, look, like you said, it looks very relatable. It looks like I could go watch it and have a good time. It reminds me of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on, on the other hand, I watched the trailer for Aquaman. Ugh. And, like, I think they're trying to do the same thing that you just said. I think they're trying to take the whole franchise and, like, lighten it up. But that didn't look good. It didn't oh look God. good. It, it looked looks, really corny. It looks horrible. And 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 a lot of the buzz I've seen about it is people being like, "This is gonna be so good." And I'm like, "Did you watch the same trailer that? I, like, it just it just looks overproduced and not good." Just from the trailer, and I know it's hard to get a glimpse from a trailer, but it looked the story looked really convoluted. Because yeah, well, yeah. I saw multiple protagonists in there. And give me one bad guy. Don't try to, like, throw things in there and mix it up. I like to know what I'm going into. Well, I, I mean, and and this might be a personal problem, but, like, I don't understand. So, like, at the end of the trailer, for example, him and that redhead are on a plane, and she jumps off the plane. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he gives that snappy one-liner of, like, oh, redheads, right? And then he jumps off the plane, which, by the way, a plus script writing, but but I don't understand. Okay, so he's Aquaman. Okay, he's all powerful when it comes to water. Okay, jumped out of a freaking plane in the desert. He died. Like I, I thought, I was like, well, I don't understand Aquaman's powers. And and the whole premise of the movie is his half brother is raising an army to go attack the people on land. And I'm just that's so confusing to me because it's like he's Aquaman. What are his powers when he's not in the water? What are his half-brother's powers? He gets out of the water, and what, the sharks come with him and start attacking people on land? I don't think so. There's something I'm missing. I honestly, Aquaman is not one of my favorite characters. I don't follow him very closely just because I always got the same vibe. Like, okay, this is basically a giant merman. Aquaman has super strength. Okay, but... Then why is he Aquaman? Like, he's to me, he's Aquaman because... He can control water. He's all-powerful when he's in the water. He can talk to fish, and, like, that's his shtick. If he's super strong outside the water, then he's just Thor, basically. Like, what's the difference? So call him Water Thor. How's that? 
Well, then he should just be... Oh, man. What is the god of water? Neptune. Yes. Then he should just be Neptune. Or is it Poseidon? I think... I don't, I don't know. Or something. But I just, like... I watch that trailer, and they do the thing, like, multiple times where someone stabs a sword at him, and he catches it in his hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is that? It showed it, like, twice in the trailer. Both times it wasn't cool. And both times I was like, his hands will get cut open. <laughs> Like, these guys don't know how swords work. I don't know. At that point, I'm nitpicking it. But, like, it just didn't It didn't look very good to me. It didn't resonate with you is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Like, like I hate to go back to Glass, but, like, I watched the Glass trailer, and I was like, and this was before I had even watched Unbreakable. But I watched the Glass trailer, and I was like, Whoa. this is going to be a good movie. Because, like, that was, like, a, a emotionally taxing trailer to watch. Whereas Aquaman, you're watching it, and you're like... Okay. There's, this is a very expensive movie. That's like the primary takeaway for me when I watch it. A TV trailer that came out um, in the DC universe that I was actually super excited for was the Arrow new season trailer. And um, I know, illegal, you don't really watch Arrow. Um, but I was really into Arrow probably for the first, I don't know, maybe two and a half seasons then I kind of begrudgingly watched the next few seasons, and I completely, totally dipped out for the last one. Um, just because this writing got really bad, the plot focused too much on characters who really weren't supposed to be the primary focus of the show. It, things just got too corny and unbelievable. And so in the off-season, Arrow picked up a new writer, a new lead writer, and the trailer really seemed like it grasped that darkness that the show has been lacking. So the first season or two was really dark for Arrow. And it was really, I know typically the comic book for Arrow is a little bit more lighthearted and funny, but for TV and entertainment purposes, I feel like the first couple of seasons of Arrow were really, really good. It was kind of like watching a budget Batman, and it was a lot of fun, really dark and grim. And then it just, Flash, the Flash came out and it became very, I think, successful to the point where the Arrow writers felt they needed to do something to make Arrow more lighthearted to com- like kind of complement the Flash. And so now this trailer, it looks like um, they're kind of going back to their roots a little bit. And I, I hope that that's the direction that the show takes. And it actually made me want to go back and catch up on the seasons that I've missed. Arrow looks cool to me, but I've just never, that's like a CW show, right? It is, yeah. I will say the CW versions of the DC universe is really, really good. It's a lot better than the DC movies, and if you haven't watched them, it's at least worth a look. Like I said, the first couple seasons of Arrow are really comic book-esque. They get a little weird when you get past the first two seasons. The Flash is really good. Um, I've heard good things about Legends of Tomorrow. I haven't watched it, though. What's the one... I might be talking about Marvel now, but what's the one that's like, it's just two people and they're like, both like kids. Cloak and Dagger, Smoke and That is a Marvel. I don't do any of the shows. Like, I I didn't even do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, like, that's their big thing. Shows in general are hard for me, but... The whole whole market's getting saturated. Yeah. I, I... And this is something that we should talk about in with more time than we have right now, but, like, I haven't seen Ant-Man yet. <laughs> we're, the, we're in the same... We were like, do we see Ant-Man or Purge? Yeah. Th- there is a reason for that. There is a reason that I have not seen Ant-Man yet, and it's because... You have to spread I, them I, out. I, I need a break. Superhero a break. fatigue is a real thing. There's too much of it. I don't think that Disney is super cognizant of the fact that they're hitting this, uh, as you call it, saturation point, which is a good term for it, where, like... I'm still trying to, like, recover from Infinity War. Like, I, like I'm just, you know, I, I can see, I saw Black Panther in February, I saw Infinity War in April, and it's like, I'm not ready yet. Well, the thing that kind of off-puts me from Ant-Man, too, is that they say that Ant-Man and Infinity War are kind of supposed to happen at the same time. And I, I don't know how true this is, because I obviously haven't seen Ant-Man yet. But it just seems weird to me that they call Ant-Man in for Civil War, but then something as important as battling Thanos, they're just like, meh. Go off and do your own thing. Yeah, that is a uh, 
that's always been a baffling story choice to me. The same, the same could be said of, of Hawkeye. Although Hawkeye was all has, you know, for a couple of movies now has been kind of like I want out of mm-hmm. this whole situation. He was playing tag. You right. I haven't seen that either, actually. That was good. Um, but like, whereas Ant Man is, if anything, he's like I want in, and they're like, no. Which yeah, I, I don't really get that. Uh, I heard Ant Man, the next Ant Man movie was, was great. I heard I the just, same thing. There's so many movies coming out right now. In the summer season, it's so hard to want to go see another superhero movie when I could go see something that's not a superhero movie. Which, granted, Skyscraper is pretty close, but like that's that's a whole different animal. Anyways, movies, man. Um, <laughs> With that said, yeah. if you like to hear us talk about movies, um, Illegal has an awesome new blog. Well, it's not really new. He just had the first anniversary of the blog coming up in August, past a thousand viewers. So you guys should go check out Tuesdays with Corey. It's super exciting. Uh, Corey, for those that don't know, I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. That's my first name. I didn't just call it Tuesdays with Corey because I don't know. No, I called it Tuesdays with Corey because that's my first name and like kind of like a play on Tuesdays with Maury, which I haven't read. But anyways, it's just me writing about movies. Uh, you should go check it out. Uh, if you yeah, if you like hearing us talk about stuff like this, so that was Comic Con. Um, let's see what else we have on the docket here. Uh, we should probably talk about this whole Amazon versus libraries thing. Oh my oh goodness! Oh my goodness! Which is storming the social meds. Uh, and I should a disclaimer here. I didn't even get a chance to read the Forbes article that started the whole firestorm because Forbes. Uh, suddenly got smart enough to take it down when people were all like, hey, this is this is stupid. Basically, the idea is that some writer was like, we should replace all libraries with just Amazon because libraries are a burden to the taxpayer. Um, what Tactic One was telling me before we started airing was that if you actually break down the numbers and just do a simple financial analysis... The entire premise of that argument kind of folds in on itself. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't remember what I saw. Um, the taxpayers pay like pennies on the dollar right. for a library, and Amazon is, what? what is it, a, a year? Well, to get Kindle Unlimited, which you're basically, you're not even getting real books. And I don't mean to throw shade at any of the Kindle authors out there in the world. You guys are all very valuable. You're all putting out good work into the world. But it's not like it's a New York Times bestseller book. And I think you're paying nine ninety nine a month to get Kindle Unlimited. And you're not getting the best books. Where I can walk to my local library. I don't even have to walk to my library. I can call or go online, get a library card, and then get ebooks, New York Times bestseller list ebooks, directly delivered to my Kindle for free. Basically free. And paying taxes for my library. But my library is pretty much costing me nothing and then on top of that they offer computer services granted it's not always the most state-of-the-art computers but they offer it and that gives people who don't have computers at home the opportunity to email or make resumes to better themselves on top of that they also have free classes and things like that and they're always giving back to their community and we can't forget the essential part that libraries hold in everyone's life so don't forget it. They're more than just books. They're amazing. No way. Well, I They're mean, staying forever. Even growing up, like, man, one of the most vivid things that I remember growing up, my mom really pushed reading on us as kids. And it wasn't so much as a push. She, like, introduced reading to us, and we organically liked it. And then she would take us to the library, and we would get, like, a big brown paper shopping bag. You know, like, the big ones that you get at the grocery store and they hate when you put paper and plastic, but that would be your book bag. Cause my mom was just like, this is a lot bigger than those canvas bags. See how much you can fill up and then you'll take it home. And if you can read it all in a month, I'll take you back. You can empty it and fill up more stuff. So I would literally go in there with a giant bag, probably half the size of me when I was like five and I would go fill it up with books and it, spurred a love of reading in me because I got exposure to so many different books that my parents probably would not have bought me simply because books are expensive and like it's a great industry and Barnes and Nobles and Amazon are great you can buy your books it's great to own a book I get it 
but they're expensive, and not everyone can afford paying $15 for a new book. But you can go to the library and basically get any book that you can conceive of for free, and it just makes it so accessible, and replacing it with Amazon is just... A, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who think Amazon is getting too big, and wouldn't that just give them more power? I mean, for me, you know, like you said, it's a child thing, like... The thing that you don't, I don't think you mentioned, but like I, I went and I, I got rented a lot of books. And I did a lot of reading from the library, but I would go there and I would grab some of those VHS tapes. Oh, my God. I would lose entire days. And then no one ever mentioned Summer Reading Club where you actually got rewards. As oh, a the kid. Subway and Pizza Hut. So I good. Pizza Hut rewards. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, what? I got stickers. Oh, oh no, no, no. we no, had, I, like, Subway and Pizza Hut. Oh, man. I think, Nirbomer, I think we might be thinking of something different that wasn't library-sponsored, school-sponsored. So I believe the school-sponsored was through our local football team, if I remember. Mm. And the library during the summer, to encourage you to continue reading during the summer when school wasn't in session, they did the Pizza Hut one. I loved the Pizza Hut one, man. It was man. so good. It, 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 that was like the, the child equivalent of like having a job. Is like I'd sit down and and, and it was, granted it was fun, but like I'd sit down to read a book and be like, I gotta do this to feed myself Pizza Hut. Could you imagine we could single-handedly improve adult literacy rates by doing adult Pizza Hut book challenges? Oh, one hundred percent. And you know what? We should take this idea to Pizza Hut corporate. And you know what? They would fake it. No, because, so do you remember when we were in, like, elementary school, and your teacher didn't believe that you read a book, so you had to take a test? It was, like, a maybe five multiple-choice answer test. Yeah. So you'd have to, like, go to the library and take a test real quick. And if you proved that you read the book and understood it, then you could get your Pizza Hut credit. Five to ten questions. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's all we want. That's all we want you to answer. And Multiple choice. Multiple yeah. choice. You know, and I'm, and I, you know, to your credit, I'm sure there'd be people who'd be like, I'm going to take these answers and publish them online so other people can read them and get free pizza. And that's why the internet sucks. All right. When we were elementary school kids. We had to go and actually do the work. There was no cliff notes. It was just go do it and get the pizza. Ugh. That really upset me just now. I miss the good old days. It's, it's, it's easier than that, though. You make 50 questions and you have it randomly generate them. Yeah, I mean, if you take the time to memorize 50 questions, then, man, you've you earned, earned that pizza. Yeah, congrats. Here's your pizza. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I will go ahead and tweet at, at Pizza Hut Corporate um, and, and see what comes back. Because if I, you know, my gut tells me that the adult literacy rate, especially in the U.S., is probably in the gutter. That seems like a problem. So That seems about right. If Pizza Hut wants to address that, then uh, they can have our idea. Otherwise, we'll just do it ourselves. We can't fund that. We don't have any money. It's a lot of pizza. We gotta start it's cooking. That's a lot of pizza, and I can't even cook a single pizza. Um, anyways, I think we're all in agreement on this one. I just wanted to bring it up because of the social media. Uh, Damn you, Forbes! Yeah, Forbes. I mean, I hope you fired that guy. Not really. No one should get fired, but like. Someone should have put him in a conference room and given him, like, a stern talking to. Like, who proofread that? Who was the editor on that? Someone had to read that before it got published into the world, right? It was someone who didn't like libraries. Or someone who was being paid by Amazon. Ooh, collusion. It could be a a ginormous conspiracy, for all we know. Um, Okay, Uh, I think we're running a little short on time, but I think we have time for one more item of news. Think Let's so. talk about this uh, Neopets app. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Neopets is dear to my heart. When I was a little kid, I used to go on Neopets, and I played games for points to feed my pets and buy them pet pets and buy them paintbrushes so I could paint my pets and their pet pets. And I had a store, and it taught me about the economy, and it taught me how to gamble, and it was great. Okay, hold on one second. When you say pet pets... It's a pet for your pet. Yes. It's a pet for your pet. That's I'm literally hearing that. I'm yes. This. It was called a pet pet. I had no involvement in Neopets. I know it was a worldwide phenomenon. You missed out because honestly, I mean, going back, it really did teach me a lot. Like, it probably exposed me to a little bit too much as a kid. 
And that growling that you hear in the background is our dog having some allergy issues. Oh, so, my God. Sounds like Godzilla. <laughs> it does. But he, he is a very allergy-stricken dog. Um, Why don't you should get, give him some pets, for God's sake? I'm giving him some pet pets. Um, yeah, there you go. But it, it really exposed me to a lot about the economy because you had to manage your money. You had to feed your pets. You had to balance buying them food and buying just, like, fun stuff. You had to manage a store if you wanted to. There was teamwork. You could join a guild. And now this is all taking place online. Did you have there were because there were physical pets too, right? Like you could own you, like little. You could buy like plushies. They sold plushies, but those didn't do anything. They were just to have. Like trophies. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, man. Then you played games to earn points, so it taught you how to work for your money. And then there they had like poker. And they called it something else, but it was basically poker, and you gambled your money. They even had, like, horse races. I remember, because they limited how many times you could, like, bet on whatever. I forgot the Neopet name that used to race. Everything you talked about until now was, like, so wholesome, and, like, every, I was like, everyone should do Neopets. Then you started talking about Neopet horse racing, and you lost me a little bit. Well, they did. They had, like, gambling, but they limited you, and they, they taught you basically, like, you could really quickly lose all of your money. Just like real life. Exactly. And it was just, there was so much to it. It was such a dynamic website. It had a community. It had a large following. Like, I think if you were under 13, you couldn't talk to other people online. But like, we all put, we were older. But like, I'm a nerd. I definitely made some Neopets friends because we were in a guild together and we were like sharing items in our store. And it was just really cool. But with the advent of smartphones and tablets, Neopets didn't really adapt because the games couldn't really be played on your smartphone or tablet. It's all still browser-based until today when they announced the release of a new app game that is kind of Scrabble-based. But I hope this is like the advent of Neopets coming back, like the rebirth. Okay, this See? has been falsely billed to me. So you're saying this is a Neopets-branded Words with Friends? Uh... Yeah, no, I don't remember. I have to look at the details of the game. I just have to make my comment on Neopets. Make I, your comment. I uh, got in it before it was cool. so <laughs> That must have been a long time ago. <laughs> so all of my uh, Neopets were like the limited editions that no one had because it was from the original release before it became popular. So all my friends were like, oh, man, how'd you get that guy? So I was way cooler than everyone around. Have you selling them? No, I would never sell my. I can't. I can't even get it back to my account. It's been closed out. I haven't been on it for so long. <laughs> I tried. What a shame. I never had. I was never in the Neopets thing. I, I mean, I hope, given how animated that you were just talking about it, I hope it comes back. I hope this this is the opening of the floodgates and uh, Neopets becomes the next Pokemon Go. I could see it happening. I mean, it, so I, I just looked it up, and it's called Neopets Legends and Letters. So it basically, it's words with friends. But you can get Neo points, and you can then transfer them to your Neopets account, which will make you go online and play with your little pets. Oh, so the so the whole browser thing is still going on. It's oh yeah, active. it's, it's just no one still active. It. I mean, I think there are still obviously people playing it, or they wouldn't be coming up with an app game. But I want to say my little sister did it at one point for a, for a brief period. You know how young children are—they do one thing for like a, a month or two, and then it's over. I think that might have happened with her, but hard to say. So according to some of the people commenting on this article I'm reading about the app game, that the Neopets community is pretty much just adults at this point, but they're still very (laughs) active adults on Neopets. I even, they made a card game. I invested in a Neopets card game. It played a lot like a cross between Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, but gosh darn it, I had them. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to think very carefully before you answer. Okay. Do you still go on your Neopets account? Uh, so last year, a friend and me um, were reminiscing. A friend and I were reminiscing about Neopets. We tried. And we did. We went on there. And I we... was that friend. No, it wasn't. I was going to say, do I know this person? It was when we were going to the Renaissance Festival, which the audience doesn't care about, but we reminisced about Neopets. And oh, I do know this person then. You do, yes. And um Oh my goodness. I made a Neopets account. We all made Neopets accounts. We played for like a day and then they got lost in the ether. Cause it's just 
I don't really browse much. Like, if I'm not at work, and I can't play Neopets at work, if I'm not at work, I'm not really on a computer anymore these days. So. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I never did it. But you it should get into cool. it. It's now, it's now the time. Now is the time. But before it has a second awakening, you get in there, you stack up on Neo points. Get the rare ones. Get the, all the rare pet pets. Get all the rare paintbrushes. Are there pet pet pets? Or is that uh, upcoming? I think they actually, towards they did, the end they of did my tenure. pet pet pets. They did. It was what crazy. About, what about the pet 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 pets? I could just do this forever. You need to calm down. No, they didn't have those. All right, I'm going to, in the essence of time, I'm just going to give a warning out for, for our viewers. If you use Uber, make sure you document the condition of your back seat when you leave the car. There's a current scam going out where the drivers are staging vomit, and then you're getting the bill, even though you never vomited in the car, and they're pocketing the cash. And it's very hard to prove that you didn't actually vomit. I mean, I read one of the cases where the guy took three days to talk to uber and i don't think they refunded him his money because he couldn't prove that he didn't vomit which is just and, a weird thing to think about and if you're listening to this and you're an uber driver don't do it cut it out man i mean uber is supposed to be this great thing for all of us and here you are ruining it in the place where we live uber has helped to cut down on drunk driving by a significant amount so please don't be a douche I've only taken an Uber, oh boy, it's got to be like somewhere between five and ten times in my life. I've never had this happen to me. Uh, most of my Uber experiences have been overwhelmingly positive. So don't ruin that, you know? Let's all, as a society, collectively maintain uh, the goodness of Uber. Um, and that, that segment kind of plays a little bit like an ad, you know, like when you're listening to a podcast and they cut in for a second to talk about something. That's what this feels like. I wish we got paid by Uber, but we don't. This podcast not sponsored by Uber. Or Neopets. Or MoviePass. Yeah, none of those things. Uh, if you would like are, to sponsor us. Yeah, if you'd like to sponsor us, reach out. But we are currently sponsored by Dr. Pepper. No, we're not. Yeah, I made that up. Uh, we could probably get sued for something like that. I should probably... Yeah, don't say that. Cool it on the fake sponsorships. We are not sponsored by Dr. Pepper. We're not sponsored by anyone. Yet. Dr. Pepper, if you're listening, please contact me. Uh, okay, so we are at the point now where hopefully we have enough time left. I don't know. I can't see what the time is like. But I think Tactic 1 may have prepared a game for us. Question we mark. do have enough time for a game. <gasps> I'm so excited. Okay. What you mean is I have enough time to win a game. But, but So yeah. I've decided to do old sitcom quotes. How um, old are we talking? doesn't matter i got this this it does matter because if it's like prior to the 90s i'm screwed you're screwed <laughs> i might be screwed too then. you might know this first one though they made comment they made sitcoms before the 90s now should i add accents and try to mimic no okay you just gotta do it straight up do it live I was going to say I'll leave that to your discretion, but, I mean, if she says no, then just do it. Okay, then I'll just do it in a normal, monotone voice. Okay. What you talking about, Willis? That's uh, uh, Different Strokes. You knew that one. I don't. I've never watched yeah. that show. It's the little kid. What you talking about, Willis? That's the only thing that I show is famous. You know, I say that quote all the time, but I've never actually watched it. That's why I show. thought you knew that one. Yeah. I different say that strokes. once upon a time... Strokes. In college, I had a friend whose last name was Willis. So everyone just said, what you talking about, Willis? And I never got it. Someone told me it was from a TV show, and then I just latched onto it. True story. All right. Okay. So it's one, it's one to zero. I'm going to throw you a bone on this one, then. Okay. Nerd Bomber, it's for you. You got it, dude. Full house. It's full house. Did she get it first? Yeah. yeah. That show is not that good. I'm not mad. Fight me. All right. This is the same kind of year. This is the same kind of time frame. Mm. I'm going to... It's going to be hard to tell unless I do the uh, accent. So I'm going to do the accent. Okay. Did I do that? Family oh, Matters. I really feel like I got that one first. But I have no me. idea who won that one. If, if, if you want to call it a tie, we can just say no points. I feel like you might have you might have gotten the F out before I did. What a total rarity that we both knew the answer. 
That never happens in these games. Let's call it a wash. I'm I'm content with calling it a wash. All right. So. I'm like four thousand miles away. Even if I said it first, it might have got there late. That's a good point. Yeah. Next quote. I kill me. Mm. Is this this is from a television show? Yes. How old is this? Not that old. Was this popular? Yes, very popular. Can you say it one more time, please? I kill me. I'd kill me? I. I kill me. Scrubs? No. What the, what I don't know. It's from oh, Alf. It's from oh, Alf. man. I never watched that show. That's so old. It's not yeah, that's old. not very current. That's like 80s. It's How not that old. That that's like 30 years ago. Oh boy! All right, I'm ready for the next one. All right, let's uh, let's go a little bit ahead more in time to help you guys out. Clearly, we're struggling with the old ones. Let's do do do. do, do. Were you prepared for this at all? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's prepared. I thought that was the start of a quote. Let's do this one. How you doing? Friends. Wow. What a show. That was so fast. All right, so we got, we're 2-1. The dead heat. I feel like Corey's going to take it home. I can't see him. It's been like, (laughs) no, so after the first, like, two or three games, I have not been able to win. I don't know, like, I'm the new tactic. It's bad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna look. I, I'm still gonna go at my full hardest to win these games. I, I, your pity play is not gonna work on me. I'm the new tactic. Don't make me be the new tactic. The strong. Pity All right, play, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I don't think that Nerd Bomber watched this show, but this is kind of the same time frame as Friends. Big hint. Big hint. Mm. Um, hello, Newman. Yeah, oh, Jerry, I'm that. Bah, bah, bah. That's like my favorite show ever. So, it's not called Jerry Seinfeld. I know, I know. The guy who's on it is named Jerry. Seinfeld. I know. Uh, great show. Uh, three to one, me. The light is getting pretty low. Over on Taylor's side of the galaxy. So three to one. We could, we could. Do we want to do one more for redemption? We'll do a current show Ooh, are we doing like best out of five yeah, we can do best we can do I best can do of this five. i can make a big comeback here come let's on do, yeah let, let's do best of seven all right so well if I get one more, i'm gonna fast forward it drastically oh yeah best of five you would have already won okay yeah. let's do this i'm gonna fast forward it drastically please do suit up batman no no oh 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 how i met your mother yes Boom! It's not a show. <laughs> it was right, a show. Please, please no, no, no. Okay, Hold on. Batman Batman was a show. Oh, yeah. But he said, let's fast forward. He didn't say, let's go back to the 60s. <laughs> I'll right, take Adam it. Adam West Batman. You're right. Okay. So it's three to two. Charlie's giving me support. I can hear him. Sorry to the folks at home for having to listen to our dog. This is our life. I mean, how dare you? I'm ready to win. All right, it's another current show. That's what she said. The Office. That's, that's it. That's the sound that's of game. Taylor deflating. Oh, that's man. Uh, he's done it. You know what happens. I've um, lost again. You know, I'm joke's gonna... on you. I get to participate every week. Joke's on you. Yeah, what I'm going to do is Shame. Gonna, uh, reach out to the Nerd Bomber individually and ask her what category of, of game I should pick if I want her to win. Because otherwise, it seems like it's tough sliding. And, and next week, on the podcast, we will be doing What is Nerd Bomber Currently Thinking? <laughs> hey, that's not fair. I, I mean, I feel like Tactic 1 would have a fighting chance at that one. I don't know about that. I'll, uh, I'll Squirrel! Think it over. I'll, think, I'll think it over. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you guys have a dog that is apparently suffering some kind of allergic distress. And uh, I bought a lottery ticket, then the drawing is tonight, so I'm planning on winning a lot of money. This may be my last show. So uh, You I'm act able- like you get paid. 
so, sorry? You act like you get paid. If you won the lottery, you could just do more shows. We don't pay you. That's a good point. If anything, if I won the lottery, I'd probably do this more. You're right. Uh, all right, well, we might be introducing a new format soon in that case. Uh, it's like it's like 522 million. If you want to look up what state lottery has 522 million jackpots tonight, then you can find out what state I'm currently in. That's a fun game for all the listeners. Um, but until I win that money and in, until our next show, we will bid you all a good night. And uh, thank you once again for listening. Uh, I'm Nerd uh, Bobber and Tactic One, and we're all saying thanks for listening. See ya.